so Jess and I had a lot of fun talking about the most colorful time of the year and the gift of peace. Uh, but uh, just after I finished our discussion, I heard back from my friend, Tony, who is a ophthalmologist, who is the husband of my cousin. Uh, and I had asked him some questions about the movie and uh, he gave me some good answers. So I'm going to be putting in those answers uh, in between. Uh, so there'll be some kind of little interruptions, little uh, commentary. Uh, and uh, so I hope you enjoy that. And I just wanted to explain kind of what was going on. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. And we're really excited today. We are coming to you in full colors. It's very exciting. <laughs> yes. We are talking about two of the movies on Hallmark Channel and Hallmark Movies and Mysteries this last weekend. We're talking about the, the most colorful time of the year and the gift of peace. And it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm film critic Rachel Wagner and Jess is here. Hello. How are you doing? I'm doing good. The The Christmas craziness is in full swing. So <laughs> yes. I am glad I had a little bit of time to record. Yeah. And you even got uh, the holiday necklace on. I do. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> very, very festive for, you know, the colorful time of the year movie. Yeah. It does blink, but I think that will be distracting to the viewers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so of the Christmas movies that you've gotten to see, do you feel like it's been a pretty strong season? Uh, good year for Christmas movies or I think so I mean I haven't kept up as much as I would have liked um but I think the ones that I have seen have really been pretty great so mm -hmm. yeah I think it's been a strong year that's good yeah I agree I I've really enjoyed uh I would say I've enjoyed maybe I don't know 85 percent of the movies that's pretty good for any genre yeah I think I would um, agree with that number yeah yeah so all right. Well, we're going to talk about two movies uh, that <laughs> both both in both uh, are very interesting ones for for Hallmark. Uh, I think it's going to be to talk about. But uh, we're talking about first what I call is the Hallmark superhero origin story movie. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yes, <laughs> it's the most colorful time of the year. And the reason why I say it's the Hallmark superhero origin story is that pretty much almost any superhero, when they put on their glasses, is when they, you know, the change occurs. <laughs> Thanks for the magic. They, you know, you think Clark Kent, Peter Parker, you know, all those superheroes, they, when they're in their alter ego, it's always glasses. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I am here for the nerdy glasses and Hallmark <laughs> movies. We yeah. can keep this trend coming. It's great. Yeah. We've talked a lot about the nerd chic going on this year and no one was, nowhere was that more true than actually having superpowered glasses. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, these really were superhero glasses. Yeah. <laughs> this movie was on the ninth and it's her Katrina Bowden and Christopher Russell, director Max McGuire. There's Alan Donahue and Keith Hemstreet, and it's Ryan is an elementary school teacher who learns that he's colorblind. Michelle, an optometrist, mother of one of his students, helps bring color into his life in time for the holidays. He doesn't really learn. He knows. Yeah, he's known it. Everyone else learns it. <laughs> yeah, everyone else learns. Uh, yeah, I mean, he knows and he's frustrated because he's tried, seemingly tried everything. And uh, so before we start this, I should say that 
I don't think either of us are experts by any means on colorblindness or, uh, you know, these things. Uh, I did ask my cousin's husband is an, uh, optometrist. I also, he also said that just make sure to say that I am an ophthalmologist, not an optometrist. An optometrist hasn't been to medical school and can't do eye surgery. I have been to medical school and can't do eye surgery. I asked him and he was like, mm, that's not really how it works, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it took some liberties. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess there is this thing, monochromatic or something like that 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 people do see in like black and white like very mm -hmm. rarely um uh, but i don't think it's as like stark as i think it's more sort of like blur a little like more blurry kind of than like black and white and then yeah. it's on the glasses <laughs> and it's, it's like so what yeah because i i googled it um googled it before i watched or like when i started watching the movie because I was thinking, isn't colorblind? You just can't see certain colors, not full black and white, but I guess it is possible to not be able to see any, but like you said, it's pretty rare. He said, uh, you're absolutely correct. Colorblind people don't just see in black and white and they wouldn't be able to see just fine with a pair of special glasses. So you're correct that the Hallmark show is misleading on those points. I'm you, uh, there's yeah. Monochromacy that it, that occurs in one in 100,000 men, which is actually higher than I would have thought. Yeah. Yeah. According to what I saw online. Uh, but that, but uh, red green color blindness, which is, I can't believe they haven't made a Christmas movie about this before. Yeah. I mean, Christmas colors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's uh, both of these are almost, I, from everything I read, it's almost all men. Oh, okay. Have, right. Have red green color blindness and, um, uh, and it's, uh, one in 12 men have red, green, colorblind. Wow. That's really shocking. high. Yeah. About red, green, color blindness. And that if one in 12 men have red, green, color blindness, like we had said, he says, it's not quite that simple. There are many different kinds of color blindness in general, about 13% of the population has some form of color deficiency with a predilection for men, because one of the more common deficiencies is red green deficiency. The gene that controls red green deficiency is on the X chromosome. Men have only one X, whereas females have two X's. The predilection for men is because they only need one defective X chromosome to cause the red green deficiency. And women would have to have two defective X's to have the deficiency. So that was really interesting. One in 12 men have struggles with Christmas. Yeah. One in 12 men are not fully experiencing the magic of Christmas. This is a travesty. We have to correct this. Yeah. I mean, I can't believe it took us till 2022 to have a Christmas movie about this subject. Oh and if God. you think about it also, like it, it would be make it challenging with street signs. Yeah. Yeah. The lights. Because yeah, how is this green. guy driving around? Yeah. <laughs> Can't yeah. see any color. It's true. I guess you can memorize like, like top, middle, bottom, but you would just want to. Yeah, that's true. That's what you'd have to kind of do. And and he he was able to kind of figure things out. Mm -hmm. 
yeah because you can probably tell from the shades or like what he sort of has have um has learned that this particular you know shade of gray correlates to what other people call red or whatever yeah um but still very challenging yeah hopefully i have to think about it (laughs) (laughs) i mean i guess overall what did you think of the movie I really okay so first of all obviously I really enjoyed the science because Mm. you know me I love my science um I just had some storyline issues like I thought overall it was a good movie I I enjoyed it I just Uh some of the storyline issues kind of distracted me because I was like I didn't quite get it (laughs) yeah I guess um like I didn't really understand why he was so he seemed to have such a shame about being colorblind because like we've kind of talked like the other kinds are pretty common i didn't think that there was such a big stigma yeah yeah you know? especially it's one in 12 right so something like that or or whatnot but i mean overall i enjoyed it i thought it was cute and um it was fun yeah yeah i mean it was nutty this movie was yeah. nutty you have to suspend your your belief <laughs> a little bit <laughs> i mean i really did start to enjoy it more when I started thinking of it as a superhero origin story, that was just yeah. making me laugh. They and just I'm played like, that up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, <laughs> he's secretly an alien. That's what I think. <laughs> <laughs> I did think though, um, if you were actually like full colorblind, could only see black and white, and then you just put on these glasses, and all of a sudden, but, not only are you seeing color for the first time, but you're seeing Christmas color. All I could think of was. <laughs> he must have the worst headache right now yeah that is a lot of stimulation when you're not used to it like I thought Christopher did a pretty good job in those scenes of being like showing the emotion and stuff because if you really only saw black and white like in the way that it is portrayed in the movie Mm -hmm. when you and you put on glasses and all of a sudden it was like whoosh wow that like that would be an overwhelming experience yeah (laughs) can you imagine I feel like I would just have to pull them off and like, okay, I just need to process what I just saw for like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> he also said that in general, colorblindness can range from simple red green difficulties and effectively complete blindness. This is why people don't ever see in black and white someone who has no cones, which would theater- theoretically make you see in black and white have such terrible vision that they're basically blind and would even struggle to see large shapes. So I think that's the difference. Uh, this kind of uh, black and white color blindness that they show in the movie isn't really accurate to people that do have that monochromatic uh, color blindness, that it's that they wouldn't even see large shapes, which is definitely not as portrayed in the movie. So their ability to discern colors or not becomes somewhat irrelevant because they're basically blind. I, I don't think that him being either a teacher or being colorblind would stop anybody from being interested in Christopher Russell, school yeah. teacher. I mean, they were, I feel like this is what people were like, oh, you have your PhD and you're teaching. Oh, like, I, I think that. that of women would be like, Ooh, that's really attractive. You're right. right. That's so sweet. And you look like Christopher Russell. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, but yeah, uh, the, I, I did appreciate it on one level because I actually have a strange eye condition. It's called a strabismus. 
and it's where I it's basically like a lazy eye is like the fancy way of saying it I have that too I didn't know you do I didn't know it was um such a scientific name for that no one's ever (laughs) well I've had surgery for it twice that's Mm. why um to try to align my eyes because what it is is basically I have like 20 20 on one side but like less on this side and so when my brain is trying to focus on something it tells it to look more on this side than Mm. this side than this side and so it makes it really hard to have I have to really like focus if I'm working on eye contact like in an interview or something like that like a a one-on-one interview uh that uh I have to really pay attention because it's just hard for me to like focus on one thing and anyway so I've had the surgery twice to try to kind of align that a little bit more and kind of trick my brain into look at it equal yeah (laughs) Uh, and uh and uh, so and some people have it you know really bad and they they uh, have to do like seven eight surgeries I had to do two uh to help make it more right I guess but Mm -hmm. but anyway I kind of I relate to strange eye conditions, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Mine must be more mild. Mine is related to my muscles. Like the muscles in my eyes, they don't work together. And you notice mm-hmm. it more when I'm tired. Like one will just kind of start going. You see double. I don't see double. I just like, it goes a little like off. Um, but I also have, see, I also have weird conditions because I really related to the scene when he was looking, he was doing the test where you see like the little dots and the numbers or whatever. And mm-hmm. to see if you could distinguish the color. And he's like, I don't see anything. And all I kept having was flashbacks to when I was a child in this eye specialist office because I can't see um, like true, like I see dimensions. Like I, I hate saying I don't see 3D, but like if I went to a 3D movie, it's it's absolutely no different for me than mm-hmm. seeing the normal movie. And so there would be this exercise with little animals and she would be like, which animal is jumping off the page at you? And I was always like, none of them are jumping off the page yeah. at me. And I was so frustrated. My sister would be right next to me. Like, you can't see it. I'm like, no, yeah. I can't. I know like those magic eye, eye paintings that were popular in the nineties. Yeah. They were the yeah. bane of my existence. I could never see. Yeah. I could never see the inside. It was so frustrating. This movie was for us. Yeah. For all the people <laughs> out there who have some kind of eye condition. <laughs> we are I mean, seen and heard here. People have this monochromacy uh, thing probably wish there were glasses they could just put on and be like it's pretty amazing and I mean I've heard a lot of people saying that like her character was too pushy but actually I don't know if I agree because she didn't actually like force him she said like I can give them to somebody else you know and uh and so she just kind of got she applied for the uh what do they call it um like the focus grant, group or whatever the, yeah yeah um and under his name but like he didn't necessarily have to take it right yeah and I thought she was pushy too but I think it was it worked okay for me because she acknowledged that she was overstepping yeah that's you, you know, it's different when they just kind of do it and then they're like why are you so offended that I did this for you you know yeah more it was aware of like yeah I'm like really kind of like pushing and stepping into your life Mm-hmm. yeah like I don't think that she was like necessarily it's not like she was violating uh HEPA or something like that you know violating his privacy or whatever mm-hmm. by, by just getting the glasses there it's still his choice whether he wants to use them or not 
Right. I would say. But uh, but I don't think like they had the best chemistry because there was always something kind of like formal about it. Mm-hmm. You know, between uh, t- between her as the doctor and him as the teacher, kind of a thing. Yeah, um, I I will agree. Like, I didn't feel quite invested in in these two as a couple, and I w- I really couldn't put my finger on it of why. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I do think that was something that was a little lacking. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. From the hosts of the podcast Home for Hallmark, Molly and Brad now bring readers their debut novel, If Only Christmas Would Come, an instant Amazon bestseller, If Only Christmas Would Come, transferred readers back to Prince Edward Island during the era of Anne of Green Gables and features a strong-headed, cranberry-farming, jeans-wearing heroine and a playboy with a family secret. Reviewers agree this book is a fluffy, steamy, predictable Hallmark movie masterpiece, If Only Christmas Would Come is available on Amazon and at Barnes and Noble now. Visit at Home for Hallmark for more info. That's at Home for Hallmark. And you can use our affiliate link in the description below. Yeah. And like I said, he is able to kind of uh, fudge it along. Like he says, he's able to tell her the color of her sweater. He's mm-hmm. able to tell pretty close almost all of the colors of the M&Ms in the yeah. gingerbread. He's he adapted well. Two. Yeah. <laughs> that was impressive uh i mean it is kind of funny that he is like so against any kind of christmas decoration when his like whole entire classroom is covered with decorate with different posters and and decor of different kinds like it's just just christmas that triggers him i guess not all these like periodic tables and other stuff yeah 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 all over (laughs) yeah i feel like you kind of need to see some color for some science (laughs) (laughs) they give him the uh uh the they give him the scrooge kind of treatment and uh bailey the little girl is concerned about his scrooginess yeah wasn't the note that she wrote and put on the box of the glasses like the sweetest thing ever yeah that was really cute that was, that was so really cool. cute uh let me find it if i have it on my notes oh yeah you taught me that science should give hope that was cute so sweet and he's like, I accept my life is in black and white. And that's it. <laughs> oh, that made me laugh. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't need to be inconsiderate. But it was just so, so dramatic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, he's very independent and very frustrated. And we finally, he finally explains why. And uh, that he, uh, uh, that he's tried everything and he's just been he says i've been living my whole life in the shadows uh and so he's just very frustrated he's tried everything gets his hopes up and then nothing's worked yeah so uh the um the thing i was reading online uh says that there are no cure-all lenses like that despite what viral videos lead you to believe they (laughs) don't really allow colorblind people to see all the colors instead they increase the contrast between the colors that no- uh, that normally for them appear as one muddy color gotcha okay that makes yeah, sense yeah it's what they said on line <laughs> a little bit better yeah um what did you think of gabby the basketball coach slash other woman <laughs> just i just wanted her to leave <laughs> <She was so laughs> i'm like 
she's so forward and like you're a teacher like in, in front of the students I don't know that that, that was kind of weird but <laughs> yeah I mean they and, and especially when he when she interrupts them on their date mm-hmm. you know yeah that uh that it's uh, a little much yes. a little much but she she graciously graciously accepted that he just wanted to be friends so Mm-hmm. yeah oh, okay. and they have to get this like they really had to reach to get uh this kind of reason for her to and kiss him kiss- on the cheek and then she sees it and is all yeah. upset uh, i think her name was michelle in the movie i forget no that was the that was the mom that was the mom what was um uh i didn't write yeah, it. isn't that her name michelle the doctor Katrina bowden's character yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah michelle oh they're referring yeah. to the other teacher sorry yeah gabby is the other teacher and uh so but she sees that and she gets all upset mm-hmm. and uh and then her uh, ex is like even worse yes her ex what is his name mark he was whew. he was a lot <laughs> he needed some his own magic glasses <laughs> yeah <laughs> to make him a nicer person yeah yeah where are those glasses we need some of those in this world too <laughs> and i don't think there's ever been an elementary school with so many christmas trees in the world <laughs> ever there were so many i mean he had like down the hallway there were like eight or nine i think yeah it was really funny it's like only an hallmark movie only in a hallmark movie <laughs> <laughs> uh and so as he wears the glasses, he starts to warm up to Christmas and he, you see uh, he's got garland now. He's got uh, multiple trees, I think. Uh, so it's, it's getting, he's, he's, he's coming around. He's coming, coming around. around. And yeah, and then, so her ex, Mark, he wants to come to Bailey's concert and unless it's a restraining order, there's a, there's a restraining order against him. There's she he shouldn't even have to ask for permission. Like anybody can come to a public event. Yeah, I mean, unless it's like unless the school does some sort of you have to have a ticket to get in or something. But yeah, there's really yeah. no reason to put it. Yeah. So I didn't like and why he would particularly need to sit next to them and that kind of a thing. But uh, but he can i mean like i said unless there's a restraining order which aren't enforced anyway most 99 percent of the time uh he's perfectly within his rights to come to the concert but uh but anyway uh, he tries to get permission he's he is kind of this is this was the hallmark or horror element of this movie <laughs> for sure he was he was very uh protective of that but it doesn't really go well with him coming to the concerts and um and they you have this whole confrontation between him and uh and christopher russell's character and he's like how much money do you make as a teacher and all this stuff (laughs) like like, i feel like you're just adding to his attractiveness by saying things like that and because then he has this nice impassioned speech of it's not about the money like, yeah you just made him look yeah. so much better thank you good job yeah. dude yeah not mm-hmm. smart not smart 
And, uh, and he says, what I get paid is an afterthought. The real world is seeing kids get in the, the real value is seeing kids get impassioned with science. Mm-hmm. And every woman in that auditorium is swooning. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They're all lining up now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so then he decides to get flowers for his mom and for mm-hmm. Michelle and that's when the friend who owns the flower store tells him that oh it's just she's not back together mm-hmm. um and well then you know he tells yeah he tells her that but then also that she that she thinks that he and Gabby are together and he's like oh no we're just friends and and uh and, and he says that uh the 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 flower lady says Michelle was really falling for you, so there you go. And so then he asks her, asks Michelle on a date, and I thought that he was really cute uh, with this whole thing. He like opens her door for her, and it was like mm-hmm. a real gentleman. Yeah, that was cute. And and by the time they go on this date like to his house where he's gonna be like cooking for her and stuff his whole house has now been transformed into a proper hallmark house that's right yeah we've got garland on every piece of molding (laughs) this is about the time of year when i get garland overload i have had every year i mean you never put up garland into your house right because you see enough of it on tv yeah yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, and then she's with or without glasses you are absolutely beautiful he says he says that with or without glasses you are absolutely beautiful so that was sweet and they have this like really cozy christmas morning together which was fun bailey her wish is that that her mom would find someone just as good as dad yeah and she saw him giving giving her his coat just like her dad did for for Mm -hmm. michelle so that was really sweet to bring that like story full circle yeah so yeah this movie was pretty nutty (laughs) i think it was kind of ridiculous i feel like this if you were going to pick one movie to do like a riff tracks or kind of a parody of or make kind of make fun of i feel like this is the one Mm it was pretty it was pretty silly especially just the like amazing superpower transformation (laughs) from the glasses Uh, (laughs) i would give it two and a half crowns i gave it a a solid three okay okay yeah i was entertained by it but i can't say that i think it's good i don't know yeah like i didn't like it wasn't like i was not like or I um, didn't enjoy watching it. I just yeah. I don't think it'd be anything I would watch again. Yeah. You know? Ho, ho, ho. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcasts, especially at Christmas? Do you enjoy the holiday previews, recaps, interviews, and bonus episodes? If the answer is yes, please consider supporting the Hallmarkies Patreon. We need your help to do what we do both during the Christmas season and all year round. But not only do you help a podcast led by strong, independent women by becoming a Patreon, you get to become a part of the Hallmarkies family. 
Starting at only $2 a month as a patron, you will have access to our Facebook Patreon group where we talk about the movies, shows, and more all year. We also have many monthly patron watch-alongs with guests like Lacey Chabert, Natalie Hall, Paul Campbell, Mary Lou Henner, and more, giving their behind-the-scenes details of their films. As a patron, you also have the chance to provide input into the podcast and even join us at different tiers. So this Christmas season, spread some cheer to the Hallmarkies Patreon and become a member today. You won't regret it. Go to patreon.com slash Hallmarkies to learn more. That's patreon.com slash Hallmarkies. So we're going to talk about the gift of peace. This is on the 10th and it's on Movies and Mysteries, Brendan Elliott, Nikki Deloach, Cardi Wong, director Fred Gerber. And it's artist Tracy is a once devout Christian who stopped believing in God after her husband tragically died despite her prayers. As her second Christmas without him approaches, she tries going to a support group for inspiration and comfort. So overall, what did you think about this one? I like this one. You know, it's, it's obviously um, uh, Miracles of Christmas. So it's a little heavier and yeah. a little more emotional. Um, but, you know, the faith aspect I thought was done pretty nicely. It didn't feel preachy or, you know, too overpowering in that sense. And I really liked Nikki and Brennan together. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed them together. Yeah, that was actually my one critique is they didn't get enough time together. <laughs> Yeah, I think that they were a really good match. And mm-hmm. this is the first of the Dayspring movies that they're, I guess, going to be doing. And Dayspring, okay. I guess, is a um, line of cards and other items and mm-hmm. things like that that Hallmark does. Uh, so I I personally think that it was really brilliant of them to do this movie because since they are trying to approach a bunch of new audiences this year with different uh different movies i think this was a way of saying like we can still reach the christian audience too Mm -hmm. we're still making content for them and and we can still do it frankly better than anybody else Mm -hmm. uh and uh and so i i think that it was kind of important in that regard yeah i think so too because you know hallmark does a lot of different Christmas movies. They do a lot of like traditional Christmas and they even done some Hanukkah mm-hmm. and um, they added a Kwanzaa this year, right? Yeah, this year Kwanzaa movie, mm-hmm. yeah. But to be quite honest, they don't really do a, a Christian Christmas too often in these movies. It's really more of a yeah. secular version of Christmas. And so I do think that, you know, if they want to continue reaching different audiences, yeah. not different audiences, but, you know, I do think that this is something that's a good move for them as well. Well, and I said about the Godwinks movies for a long time, that one of the things that was frustrating to me is that I felt like they were trying to kind of ride this fence of like kind of being faith-based, but not really, mm-hmm. you know, and so, and I would just prefer that they just made an outright faith-based film. Like you're making 41 movies. Why not right. make one movie for faith-based audiences instead of this like kind of kind movie. of nebulous <laughs> wishy-washy. Yeah, yeah. And I think this proves my point. I think this was way better, in my opinion, than any of the Godwings movies. Uh, and I thought it was very well done. And it's I, I've said many times on this podcast that that when a faith-based film works, in my opinion, is that it focuses on one or or a family or small group's religious journey, their conversion, their 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 faith story, as opposed to trying to tell a ministry. When you have movies like War Room, for instance, which the whole point, and I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but the whole point is 
to get people to start doing these war rooms and to to start this ministry literally at the end of the movie there's a a website and a and a phone number to call and all that like that's there's nothing wrong with that but it's not a movie right Right. it's that's like a sunday school support right Mm -hmm. it's uh something to help in teaching a lesson it's not a movie with like a narrative and a story and characters that we care about right Right. And, uh, and so I think that this shows how you do it right, in my opinion, that you, you're focusing on specific people's stories and flawed people that make mistakes and are weak at times. And, uh, and, and that's what I think makes a faith-based film work is when you do focus on those like individual journeys. And again, I've said it many times, but one of my favorites is a movie called All Saints, uh, which starts John Corbett and he plays this pastor who decides to start this church farm and, uh, and for these for these immigrants that are in his town and they need food and they need work and, and all this stuff, but everything kind of goes terribly and it really is hard on his faith and he has to deal with it. And, and so by the end, when he's strong, and he has a strong faith, you've been through a journey with that character and you feel for him. And I don't think you'd have to be a religious person to appreciate All Saints. I think that's why it has like one of the highest Rotten Tomato scores of any faith-based film. Yeah. And so that's what I'm saying that I think this film also did. It's really was about mainly Nikki's character, but some of these other characters and her religious journey. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think I'd agree. Um, I think, I think, yeah, I think it was a really smart move to have this like this nice little small group. Um, yeah. And I think you know another reason why it worked is because all of these other characters I really liked as well. Mm-hmm. Like I really enjoyed all of these other characters um, and seeing their journeys because everyone's was a little different and they were all yeah. struggling with something slightly different. Um, I mean, even Brennan's character, even though he was like the fearless mm-hmm. leader, you know, he still had he had a lot of guilt he was carrying around and so yeah yeah. and I heard some people saying like that he shouldn't have asked her out on a date because he's the leader of the support group and that could be awkward and I guess I could understand that but like also what do you do I mean if you're attracted to somebody do you just not pursue a relationship because I mean Mm -hmm. I feel like he did it in a very like respectful he would have been respectful fine if she had said no uh that I felt like it was fine personally yeah yeah that thought kind of crossed my mind I'm like oh that could be a little a little weird but I don't know it's, it's a movie you know yeah <laughs> I and mean, I feel like they they did it in a respectful way I, I think yeah. that I mean the fact that they didn't have them kiss at the end that was yeah. I don't I I think I can hardly think of any Hallmark movies where there was no kiss at the end Mm-hmm. yeah I think that was um the right choice I think it would have felt too soon yeah so they were I that's why I think that they were really trying to be respectful of all the boundaries kind mm-hmm. of thing in it uh and so we do get the flashbacks which was a little bit risky I, whenever you have these kind of movies like in the mm-hmm. Christmas Promise and other movies because you don't want it to seem like she has so much better kind of chemistry and everything else with right the ex because you've got this new sort of love interest that that this is a a little bit tricky but i like victor zinc jr i always have and uh so to have him with nikki in this and those scenes were were very sweet 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree that they um, can definitely be risky. I didn't, um, I thought they were, they were good. I didn't think it was too distracting or anything. Um, I think it did help like tell the story. I think the only like negative part is it just gave Nikki and Brennan a little less time together because you have to fit all these little flashbacks in. But I think for the most part, it added to the story. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there, there's this group and at first she's very hesitant to go to the group and she says it's not her thing. And, uh, and she says, doesn't it feel like you are reliving the pain over and over again, which I think is actually a pretty interesting point that I can, I can see how, how you could at least be kind of leery of this kind of group yeah, because of that concern. Yeah. I mean, I think any kind of therapy, whether it's like group therapy or individual therapy, sometimes it's really hard to talk about those very painful things. And, you know, I think that's probably part of the healing, but getting over that hurdle is, it's very challenging. Yeah. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies merch store. Are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable Hardy or Hallmarkie in your life? What about getting that t-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party? Now is the time to check out the Hallmarkies merch store. Full of festive designs by artists like Jessica Miller, Carrie from Hallmark Comics, and more. You can even have more than just shirts, but totes, cell phone cases, notebooks, mugs, and more. And it isn't just Hallmark. We have designs for Anna Green Gables, Man from Snowy River, The Nanny, and more. Every purchase at the merch store goes to help support the podcast and allows us to make the great content you know and love. There are frequent sales, so go to tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies or see the link in the description. That's tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies. I feel like groups like this usually aren't, uh, or therapy, as you're saying, usually aren't like long-term solutions, but they help you kind of get through that that toughest times because mm-hmm. it's true that going like re having this like brutal confessional kind of experience every week would be hard yeah but that's one thing i liked about this group is that they they didn't just like sit in a circle and let's talk about things they like went out and did things together like yeah that's true that community with one another and i think that also helped you know create a trust between um, each of them. So I really enjoy that they weren't just, you know, sitting in a circle, like, let's, let's talk about everything. Yeah, that's true. And did meaningful things together. Yeah. Well, the one nitpick I would have with this movie, which I overall really enjoyed, uh, her dad and mom looked way too young. There's no world where those two people are Nikki Deloach's parents. Oh, I, I agreed. They they did appear a bit, a bit young. (laughs) They looked like the same age. I mean, I don't know those actors' ages, but I don't think. Or at least not, not, yeah, not enough. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, but yeah, we get a lot of back scenes. We get to see Greg and Greg and Tracy, their meet cute and, and, uh, and we get to see them, you know, painting together and uh, Mm -hmm. they meet at this like painting class. And then they have this uh show that they do every year uh this uh gallery thing Mm. that they do and she hasn't done it since and uh they're just trying to get uh to get her to do it again to try to kind of move on a little bit yeah 
And uh, one thing was interesting, I thought, is that Brendan Elliott's character, he is very, very, very hesitant to share his own story in the group. Mm -hmm. And so Tracy calls him out on that Mm -hmm. and says, why didn't you share? Right. And uh, I thought that that was... I thought that that, again, we want in a faith-based film, you don't want these like paragons of virtue who are like perfect. And uh, they did a good job in this of doing that. Yeah. And I think that was very realistic as well, because that is how some people um, avoid their own pain is by throwing every bit of them into helping other people. Right. Instead of, you know, the little bit of themselves that they also need to to confront. So I also felt like that was a very realistic, maybe personality thing mm-hmm. for him that people yeah. Can yeah so some of the other characters in the group you have this woman whose husband was always santa claus mm-hmm. and uh, so she misses that and then you also have uh regina whose mother passed away uh then they they did the choir the church choir together and so she really misses that and the choir director says you know i miss you miss your voice that was sweet yeah and uh and then we also have uh we have cardi wong in there his this is mother right that had passed away uh grandmother i believe grandmother 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 passed away and he's kind of estranged from his dad mm-hmm. uh and i love cardi and i thought he did it i thought all the group members were good yeah I agree. Mm-hmm. She there's a couple scenes where she's in the church, and uh, she she talks about how she lost her faith. She stopped praying uh, when she lost uh, she lost him. He had a tumor, and mm-hmm. he went for surgery, and he didn't make it. I, I liked when they had the whole conversation, and when he says that God says you need faith the size of a mustard seed. That's mm-hmm. all you need. I thought that was a good scene. Yeah. I agree. Oh, sweet. Uh, we also get is she's doing the face painting and she um <sighs> she paints a Rudolph nose on him. That was funny. That was cute. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and she's she decides she's going to do the exhibit, but she's going to do new a new theme of healing uh, for this year's exhibit. Mm-hmm. So she starts on that. And, uh, and then let's see here. Uh, there's a gift wrapping contest, <laughs> which I thought was kind of funny. I know gift wrapping a bicycle, but that is challenging. That's when you yeah. just shove a track bag and put a big bow on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just put a big bow on it, <laughs> but they won the gift wrapping converse contest so that was that was funny and uh that's when she has to, she's talking about should i go on a date with michael that's his name michael mm-hmm. and i i forget who it is friend or somebody says dating michael isn't forgetting about greg mm-hmm. um and th- and then it's when we finally find out about his love that uh melody is yes. her name and uh she had she had gotten him a a special ornament uh and but then gotten in a car accident 
And uh, so he feels like if she hadn't bought the ornament and been going mm-hmm. to visit him, then she wouldn't have been in the accident. And, uh, and that's why he can't let it go. Yeah. And there it's like a gazebo ornament. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they, uh, she fixes it. Nikki fixes it for him, which is very sweet. Yes. Very sweet. Very sweet. Yeah. And, uh, and obviously like I can understand why you would feel that kind of guilt. Mm-hmm. Obviously it's not his fault, but I can understand why he would feel that guilt. Yeah. Yeah. I can understand the guilt. Um, I think they could have made it. I don't know what I want to say, but like, it was hard to see how he would blame himself for that. Like if she just decided she's going to get him a gift, like he has no control over that, you know? I think if there had been some like kind of, I don't know, conversation that had propelled her to go get him something, um, yeah. where he felt a little more of that responsibility, I think it would have made a little more sense to me. Um, like but- if she had, if he had gotten her a gift and then they had like a, a specific place, maybe they were meeting up or something like that. Yeah. And she was on the way there. Yeah. Just something that, that made it a little more like, because of him because mm-hmm. i mean i could randomly decide to go get someone a gift at any any point in time right you no know, it's not like anyone caused me to do that you know mm-hmm. so yeah i kind of wonder if there was maybe some deleted scenes because i do feel like we missed a, l- a little bit of the story surrounding melody and him like yeah maybe needed it a little bit more and they just they were not like dating dating right that's why I was, that's where I was confused. I didn't think they were, but then I, cause they had to meet cute in the gazebo. I didn't think they were initially, but then at one point when Nikki and um, Brennan's characters were together, she said something about it was your anniversary. And like, I think that's how she knew he was going to be at the gazebo. So they oh, yeah. he had an anniversary of some kind. So, um, I don't know if it was like the anniversary of them, like meeting at the gazebo or if it was like a dating or whatnot yeah i got mm-hmm. a, i was a little i was a little fuzzy on some of those details yeah that that's true yeah that was a little confusing well she becomes kind of everybody's sort of guardian and guardian angel and trying to make everything kind of right for everybody in the group mm-hmm. uh so she uh she brings together cardi and his dad um she helps the mrs claus lady um and uh and this is all after she prays and gets uh the reassurance um and then we have regina and it's it was it was really kind of funny because i've been saying for so long that instead of oh uh, oh holy night i've been saying for so long instead of oh holy night people should sing the first noel because the first noel has like a pretty basic line uh Mm -hmm. range as opposed to a holy night which goes a full octave way harder um, so I was like, Regina's the first time. <laughs> They've been listening. <laughs> and, uh, and so then, but then Cardi's dad says, if my mother taught me nothing, it's, there's nothing more important than family. So it was sweet. It was yes. sweet. And, and then she also dresses like an elf to help Miss <laughs> Claus lady. Yes. I, I really enjoyed that, that kind of um comp- compilation of scenes where she is like kind of helping each person find their own little moment of healing i mm-hmm. thought that was really nice it was it was really sweet we also get a scene with him with uh michael playing on 
Tracy's piano. Mm, yes. Uh, which was nice because it hadn't been played on. So that was sweet. They played duet together. With her and, tiny little notes of Silent Night, which I had to laugh at because I'm like, I feel like that'd be me because like she only knows like the tiny little bit. And I'm like, that, that would be me. I can barely play anything. Yeah. <laughs> someone else did the hard part. Yeah. And so uh, she says, this year I feel more peace. And she invites them all to the gallery. And then they pray as a group and release balloons in memory of their loved ones. And uh, and they sing Silent Night. And, uh, and Michael says, we can take it slow, one step at a time. And he kisses her hand, which I thought was very sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that this is some of the best acting that we've seen from Brennan and Nikki I thought they were very very good they were asked to do a lot for this movie as far as Mm -hmm. the range of emotions and other things that you don't necessarily always get to do in Hallmark movies even the movies and mysteries uh, this went some places that they don't always go but I thought they really did a good job yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Uh, so overall I feel like I mean, I was talking to our, our friend Megan, who's one of the coasts, and she's not especially religious. And so I was asking her what she thought of it, and uh, and she seemed to enjoy it. She said she liked it. So I, I don't feel like you have to be super religious to enjoy mm-hmm. this film. You just have to be able to appreciate somebody's story. Yeah. Uh, and, and so that's what faith based films should do: is they should uh, just share the life experiences of people who have faith Mm -hmm. you know and that's what i think this did so well is that it showed people that had stopped believing uh had come back uh people that didn't have faith do have faith all of that and it just made it a more well-rounded experience there are other movies this season that have come out that i felt like were way more um like people just reciting scriptures to each other, which I just don't think that's how most people talk. Yeah. You know, I feel the same way when it's sometimes I read like faith-based books and they just yeah. start like throwing scripture out. And I'm like, I'm religious, but I can't say that I would just like go up to somebody and just start quoting scripture yeah. like that, you know? Yeah. It doesn't feel very um, authentic. Yeah, I agree. So I would give this one a four i i really thought they did a great job for what they were trying to do i think Mm -hmm. they did a great job yeah i i gave it the same i thought i really love the healing elements i love those two together um the only thing i kind of wish they would have maybe addressed a little more directly was like the fact that she you know she prayed for her husband's healing and then didn't and then obviously he passed away and that's why she lost her faith i don't feel like they really addressed that specifically you know what i mean yeah, they talk about how she she talks about how she stopped praying, uh, and uh, and then he says you even have even if you have a tiny bit, even the faith of a mustard seed, mm-hmm. that uh, that that that's powerful. And so that was, I think, as much as they did, but they could have yeah. talked about that even more. It's really hard in these kind of movies to sometimes fit all that into the yeah uh, into the only you know eighty minutes. Yeah, I think yeah. If they had just like maybe added like one line, um, it, it yeah. made me think of uh, Martha Williamson, of course, Postables, um, where one character just says like very succinctly, "I don't pray to change God, I pray to change me." 
that's it you know packs a punch and you don't have to like go into it too much yeah Um, yeah that could have been a good moment there when they were talking about the mustard seed mm mm-hmm but you know, something like, like that, got 90 you know. minutes so but yeah overall i mean i think yeah it was a really good movie it did not make me feel like i needed to sob buckets of tears yeah. or anything i mean i don't i don't do that anyway but <laughs> i so for me i don't cry but i can like feel really depressed after watching a really heavy movie and i didn't feel like this left me feeling that way so that was yeah funny. yeah i i mean i'm public waterworks i cry <laughs> at things that aren't even sad <laughs> did you that does, did you did you cry when Brennan's I, Elliot got or Brennan's character got really emotional? Yeah. I did. The point, I and, like, but oh, really, I think I, I probably cry, but... cried the most at Cardi and his dad. He did that so well and um Who doesn't love Cardi? I, I love Yeah, him. he's so great. He's we so love great. him. And he did a great did a very he did a very good job. But I think the end when they're all singing Silent Night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and all of that that definitely got me and and uh and when she's she just did a really good job nikki talking about how much she missed her husband and i mean that got me like i said i'm very easy cry not an accomplishment to, <laughs> to make me cry um but but yeah, I think this was a really good one. And I think it was an important that Hallmark did this film this year. I really, I think it's kind of said a lot to people who, th- who, who think, oh, maybe we're going too far one way. Mm-hmm. They could be like, look, we're also doing that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, and so anyway, that's what I think. Well, let us know what you think. If you're listening, what you think about both of these films. Do you want more? superhero origin stories from hallmark i think so i think they should start a superhero series i like, think so too into it <laughs> they could have it could be like sky high but the <laughs> christopher russell could be the like the principal i feel like i'm just getting so many ideas right now i, I think <laughs> the, the hallmark powers that be in the boardroom really need to start this discussion yeah. they could bring all the like they could bring some of the good witch characters involved because they have like superpowers oh, kind of tie in and she bring all the the yeah. nerdy men we've had i think um brendan penny needs to be a part of this rocking yeah. those classes Chandler massey you, you can come being oh my goodness oh, <laughs> i'm getting so excited it's not even a real thing <laughs> <laughs> well let us know what you think uh, if you're listening and uh jess where can people find you you can find me at just bsw blog on twitter and instagram great and you can find me at rachel's reviews all over social media itunes youtube and on Rotten tomatoes check that out also make sure you're following the podcast on hallmarkies pod and hallmarkies podcast all over social media we still have not gotten our facebook back we may never get it back <laughs> but so don't check there but uh but everywhere else on social media we're there and uh, and if you are listening on itunes please leave your ratings and reviews we really appreciate that And if you are watching on YouTube, please give the video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have the patron group, which is so much fun. You get to have watch alongs and other fun, uh, fun activities and uh, exclusive reviews. So please check out the Patreon. It really helps us a lot. And also we have the merch store where you can get tons of fun, festive designs and everything for the hearty postable and hallmarky in your life. So check that out. And thanks so much, everybody. We'll talk to y'all later. Merry Christmas. Bye. Merry Christmas.